Yeah, yeah. Let's get this going, brother. All right. Uh, yeah, let's rock. Let's rock. Let's so go. So again, rules of the road ain't no rules of the road. Pretty much, take this how you want to take mm-hmm. it. It's an open conversation. Share your thoughts. No filter. Do what you want, um, and just let the people know who you are, man. So, by all means, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people that don't yeah, know yeah. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. To uh, to the people out there, shouts out. Actually, first off, shouts out to the boy Jay for uh, coming come through and blessing the boy part we, two here. We don't, we don't need but, that, man. But you know what I mean? Hey, I, I, I want to shout out to my boy. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a great time whenever I get a chance to jump on this. For the people that don't mo- know me, this is, uh, this is Tian. I, uh, I kind of grew up around this area for the most part. Fremont, Bay Area-ish type of hub here. And yeah, man. Kind of, kind of, kind of been a long time coming, man. How old are you, Tian? I'm. Hey, <laughs> 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 uh, hey, I like can't. Got a little peach fuzz <laughs> over your your, uh, your upper lip. Are you building a little upper area on that top lip it's there? That huh? dirt is that hey, nice little yeah. nice little Gardner Minshew mustache. <laughs> I don't know. Hey man, well, uh, nah, this old mustache right here, man, is definitely uh, it's definitely out there. Now I'm I'm 24, bro. 24. 24, 24. Yeah, going into slowly about to get into my old uh, 25 year here in the next upcoming year. But hey, blessings, blessings. Yeah. You'll see it one day at a time. One it's, day at a time. It's crazy. But uh, so yeah, he's 25. You said 24. You said yeah. you grew up in the uh, the Bay Area mm. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. I mean, kind of, kind of in the shadows of it. You know, like I definitely, I definitely feel like it's it's weird because I feel like with the whole concept of the Bay Area. It's like there. I know there are general like geographic areas for it. Yeah. But it's so weird that like, you could say you just grew up in the culture of what you would represent as the Bay Area. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like a person could be living in, fuck man, I don't know Eureka, which is what like five, four, five hours away from yeah. here, right? Yeah. But then you're over here saying that you're representing the Bay Area over there because you got some homies See, over there talking know. the same. See, I don't know. I don't know. I, wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't call. It I wouldn't. The Bay Area. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider it the Bay Area. Yeah. But I mean, like, I mean, in terms of like how I kind of grew up, that was the same way that oh, I kind okay. of conceived it as. You know, like yeah. I grew up in I grew up in Fremont, like Fremont, Union City area. Mm-hmm. But then I also moved quite often too, coming from like that area to Tracy, Dublin area, and actually kind of lived predominantly. Like I, I live predominantly in like Fremont and New City area, but I would move quite frequently back and forth from there. Yeah. You know, because we cut that was just kind of a one of kind of the bumps that we kind of had, um, especially with kind of like transitioning, uh, especially with my parents from from having such a, a large and giant family and trying to figure out a way that they can kind of um, I don't even know, man, kind of like consolidate everyone's kind of like things that they need yeah in terms of figuring out yeah like education to help like where they can take themselves and put themselves into an area and be able to live in it and it was it was hard i think for that because especially coming from a place like the bay area it's so challenging to get away from some of those certain nuances that you get so used to being over here you know Mm. whether it's like communication and language or it's you know certain slangs or, or or you know certain ways that you appear outfits and clothings that you kind of represent yeah so it's just kind of interesting you know yeah and so you grew up you said growing up with a big family you mm. said you have how many siblings i have three brothers and three sisters so i come from a house of seven being the youngest one here and my self being 24 i think my oldest brother right now is uh, 34 so 10 years above me okay and how 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 did that work I mean if your oldest brother is 10 years older yeah like how how was like the relationships in me it was in terms of like if there is an age gap yeah you, man. did you feel it <clears throat> no I, I definitely think there was definitely a, a, a notice and feeling especially when it comes to that and I think the only reason why is um, it was something actually me and my brother kind of talked about and we, we still try to talk to each other about um, quite frequently is trying to figure out ways that we can get away from the old status like quo or like the standard of hey this is your oldest brother mm-hmm. oh, this is your oldest brother therefore you should act like you know you're the older brother and the best way of saying that oh, is like, mean like I can't speak this way to you because you're the younger brother I can't say towards th- certain things like this to you because you're the younger brother Right. And I felt like that was really challenging because there was a lot of, uh, 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 
I guess like a, a, a giant platform change between what he was growing up with, certain things that he was listening to, certain things that he was saying, and what I was kind of growing up with. But what I thought was kind of um, challenging, especially in that situation itself, is that, you know, he would go home, especially with all the things that he learned from school, from from his friends, from, from everything, and he'd go home and reciprocate it to us, being the younger ones. So even with him not saying like, okay, you know, um, I'm not going to teach my little brother this because, you know, this is for the adults. Mm. I still learn that because I would still see it all the time. I would still hear it all the time. So I guess like in, in a sense, especially with your question, like there was a giant significant change or, uh, or a gap. And the only reason why was because the gap was, I guess, kind of placed on us because we always believed that. There was a specific way that you had to live, uh, you know. So like a role, basically. like a role. Yeah, you want to you want to play the role. If you want to be the the older brother, you can't always talk to your little brother like he's your homie. You know, you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta play that that larger role. And the thing with that, especially, is that it makes it kind of harder because as a younger brother, if you're not really able to connect with your older brother, mm-hmm. you don't know who really to go to, especially when you want to be expressive, when you want to start talking to you to a person about your emotions or or fucking dating a girl for the first time or dating someone for the first time, you know? Right. So, yeah, did that bother... Mm. I would imagine, like, especially in a position, like, if you feel like you could see through it, you right. know, like, the role your brother's trying to play, right, did right, that right. bother you? Like, it did. You tried to... It, it, it did, man. It did, man. And I, I think the only reason why is because I think... I think it, it, it took a certain moment, I guess, in my my life that you can consider, like, a, um, a epiphany of, of a sense, you know, where you kind of just kind of wake up and like the, the thing for me in, in, in my right and what I would consider my wake up was that I started to realize that not everything should be the way that, you know, family puts it or your friend should put it. Like, I think, you know, something that I kept kind of bringing up and I remember I was kind of bringing up to you last time was that idea of like how everything's taught to you. Everything Mm -hmm. is kind of like bred into your mindset as a as a child and as you grow up only more things are put on top of you and it's things that kind of push you push you away from like actually being yourself you know and i think that part of that is the reason why you know i take everything especially with my my family or especially with my friends as a grain of salt you know it's it's like you take their information you take what they're 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 thinking the the overall ideas that they have and you know absorb it but then at the same time understand that like there's a different way that you can absorb it you don't need to listen it the way that they you know they they're kind of coming at you with it like verbatim yeah yeah yeah, like just because they're speaking to you doesn't mean it's gospel you know Uh, like just just because they 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 say some some passage you shouldn't take it as the quote of bible and all of a sudden this is all you're thinking about you know mm -hmm. so i think that's something that kind of like became my force of habit and i think a lot of that kind of came from you know my my realization especially kind of getting out of high school and going a little bit closer into colleges you know the idea of that these people aren't going to be even with them being your family or them being your friends they're not really with you forever you know the idea of it is they grow up with you you know they teach you they inspire you 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 teach them you inspire them but at the end of the day as sickening as it sounds you are that person that you know kind of creates that own idea you're the person that kind of like survives it, you know, like what you say or what you do, it transpires only to you. It's not right. what other people and whatever they say to you, you know, suddenly breeds onto you and like you all of a sudden transpire to be that. I mean, unless right. you're really one of those type of people, at the end of the day, it's just you and you're, you know, you're the one living it. So I think that kind of helped out, especially when I started to realize that, you know, especially growing into trying to be my own person or being my own character and separating myself from all the many little negatives even though there were a lot of positives especially with my family especially with my friends and like things that I've learned Mm -hmm. but there were a lot of negatives and like me trying to retract those negatives out of the positives and trying to you know only take the good out of it and Mm -hmm. that was kind of hard just because you know like what what we're kind of saying with is that whole idea of just being able to essentially separate yourself from 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 the toxic mm. you know and like it's so hard when you're only you know place so much information in your mind like consistently mm. that all you continue to start to think is like okay this is the only way that we can do it this is the, this is the best way that we can do it so 
So, I mean, mm-hmm. with that, like, how how do you think you found your identity mm-hmm. growing up? Um, that's a good question, man. I think I think it's hard, man. I think I think I think one thing that I feel like a lot of people. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people could say, especially not even having big siblings or big families or being the youngest, is you know you start to get connected to a lot of different things and like. My interconnections were to video games or to TV shows and figuring out how I can reciprocate certain things that are happening in TV shows and, 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 and video games to my family mm. and figuring out how they are going through their life problems, their life situations and how they transpire throughout the episodes mm. and how <laughs> I can learn to kind of reevaluate it and it, it, it can transpire to my life, you know? Uh, so sense. one of the things I'll kind of give you a good example for, um, uh, was uh, there was this TV show, bro? I, I, I'm sure not a lot of people have heard of it, but I mean, if you have, it was on ABC. It was called a uh, Seventh Heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, Seventh <laughs> Heaven, right? It was fucking classic, bro. I used to be like, "Yo, Seventh Heaven's on! Yo, come on! Hey, everyone, get down! Get down! Wow, popcorn, popcorn, mom!" So like, Seventh Heaven was fucking sick to to me, and not not just me, but like the whole fam. And it was because. It was seven kids that were placed into this family with two parents and they had to figure out different ways to basically live this life. Mm-hmm. But it was so dramatized that it was it was almost like every episode was crazy. Yeah. So like it was like, oh my goodness, we gotta we have to sit here and connect. Yeah. You know? And like, like it this just is us. Bro, this is us. <laughs> this is us, you know? And like it was just so funny because each could like each life concept that they had, it was always ringed at the end. It was always something that they delivered at the end that was so smooth that would make you think like, damn, like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. This is how a family is supposed to be, you know? So I think a lot of, a lot of what I do, I mean, a lot of my identity, don't get me wrong. A lot of it definitely does come come from my family. I mean, that's something that's just continuously reciprocated to me. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of it also has to do with me finding that independence in Music and finding the independence in in TV or or just any form of entertainment, you know, and trying to figure out, okay, what they're doing is something that I can develop and become not or not just become, but also be able to kind of uh, rotate into my life and and make it a consistent thing. You know, Mm -hmm. what I find like is a very challenging thing, especially with that concept, is that a lot of people these days, especially kids are finding such a connection to these artists, these rappers are getting out. I remember the last couple of years, that whole idea of clout. You remember how big clout was for a minute? Yeah, like, yo, still, anything, yeah. you, I mean, even now, but yeah. like anything you do, bro, as long as you record it, it's huge, right? Yeah. And I remember there was, bro, there were artists that got successful off of clout, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, it, like you're right, it still is now. And it's like, it's not the way that, that music's supposed to be. It's not the way that people should be. It's not the way that you should live. Mm. You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't try to, like, evoke someone to create more attention to yourself. Therefore, that you, you know, you can become successful because people are finding your attention. Right. You know, I remember I read something that was on Twitter that was talking about how like retweeting and favoriting is something that's so different than what you think. Like, for you to retweet something and to say that it's disgusting, say someone posted a like a, a crazy video, right? Mm-hmm. For you to put, retweet their video and say this is disgusting. It's not doing the way that you're thinking where more people are going to look at it and say, wow, this is disgusting. It's creating more software connections to other social media um, accounts for them to be able to see certain things that you're looking at. So it's like it's like for people that are continuously posting like, okay, this is me and this is my way to get clout. For you to say you, you don't like it and you're posting about it is only making them more popular, you know? So it is, it's, it's, you're right, man. It's just like, it's, it's a concept that's so hard to take away from a lot of people now. You know, it's like they can't find their own identity. And because they feel like there's this get rich scheme or get rich or get successful scheme, as you do this, therefore you become successful. Now everyone's taking that concept. Right. Now it's becoming a challenging thing. It's a one yeah. size fit all. Fits right. All thing. Right. Right. And it's, I mean, I mean, even in your situation in particular, mm. like identifying through popular uh, pop culture yeah it's pretty I mean I feel like it's pretty it's a pretty common thing for right, a lot right, of kids right. just cause you know I mean that's something where you can really ultimately express yourself through your through 
you know what you choose to be involved in through right. pop culture and whatnot. Um, so, what do you think it was for you in particular that really drew you to like finding an identity through pop culture? Like, why why was it that you felt the need to? You know, you know what I think was the biggest. I think one of the biggest challenges for me was trying to figure out how to be like American within America within a Vietnamese society, you know, where it was like you grow up in this culture that represents how, you know, your family kind of grow you in it. Right. And then how you kind of shell out to try to represent how the society is getting it. And I think this happens in any single culture, in any single family, in any single location, any place in the whole world. You know, you have a you have a person that comes in, tries to build their culture within this melting pot, I guess you could say, of an area, right? Right. The kids start to represent the culture around them, not the culture that you grew in, because the culture that you grew in was nice, it was great, it was there, but when they start to see the culture around them, it's so much more different, so much more unique, not better. But better, better in a way where it's a different way of thinking, right? You know, and it intrigues them. You know, right? I think I think one of the best things that you could say about information is information is like a drug. Mm. You know, people get stuck on that. You know, you yeah. and, and and it's the difference between finding useful information and useless information. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that kind of attracted me so much to the culture that was here was that I could see myself being like a completely different person I guess you could say from what my family was Mm -hmm. but it wasn't because I was trying to turn away what my family like was trying to put on me Mm -hmm. but it was because I think in a sense I was trying to be I guess just my own person you know just myself and like the best way to do it is to get away from what you grew up with the way that people grew you into it the way that people wanted you to represent Mm -hmm. And adapting into your own self. So what I felt like was in my own self was when I started opening my eyes to the ideas of the world. What was on TV? What was on music? What was on this? You know, like it was it was crazy because growing up in a big family, bro. Like I think one of the 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 most interesting perspectives of that as well is what I'm saying and everything that I'm saying in my my mind right now and everything. I'm sure that you're like. You're like, oh shit, like, you know, a culture change, a culture shock, like this being like damn near an avalanche to a person. Right. You got to remember that's the six other people in my family now too. Right. And everyone is feeling that now. So now it's like a pot. So I see one time or I see one time my brother is coming up to me talking about fucking video game. My other brother's talking about music, talking about fucking Evanescence or fucking Green Day or some shit. Yeah. I'll be like, oh shit, right? Yeah. Come to my sister, she's talking about R&B. Come to another sister, she's talking about a movie. Yeah. You know, Walk to Remember at the time or something. Like, yeah. it was crazy because, like, it was so many different things. And, like, I think that was the one thing, too, is that I was finding the interest in that information and finding that difference in between useless and useful. Mm. But still saying that I was stuck in that that plot or that pot of of culture because you know everyone's adapting or everyone's understanding things differently you know not one computer is set in front of all my siblings and saying this is what you're gonna learn when you're you're here in america Mm. the crazy thing about being in this this especially in this this country that we have bro is that like you could turn literally to every single place that we're looking at here and see a different culture yeah you know and that's crazy. Different environment, different sublet, different like microcosm of a society within, you know, like a whole fucking state, whole city. Damn. So. Yeah, no, that, and that's true, especially, I mean, being in the Bay Area and growing up with a Bay Area influence. Mm. It's, I mean, it's so easy to be able to gravitate towards different cultures and different like views on things. So that's definitely, I mean, especially in a family with seven kids yeah you know yeah yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah like you said it's an it's an avalanche almost of different you do you think that like yeah i know i know you you like <clears throat> kind of shooting the questions at me but i was just kind of thinking like i like out loud like do you think like that in itself could be a challenge more to the kids or do you think it'd be more challenge to the parents and do you think you know what i mean in terms of well i mean I, I'm glad you asked that question because I can turn it right back on you. What, mm. I, from your perspective, Shit. looking at it, fucker. 
I didn't know the answer to this one. <laughs> how do you how do you how do you think it how do you think it was? I mean, in terms of yeah. like just reflecting on it, the way your parents raised you, how they raised you, knowing these were the factors and these were the influences and that you guys were going to be influenced by an outside structure. How do you think your parents did? I don't want to say like grade them, but like just based on your opinion, like how yeah. do you, how do you think? How did they take did? it, right? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> you know, a part of me wants to say that, like, a part of me wants to say that they were able to take it in a way where it was like, okay, like, we understand that our kids are going to be learning different things. You know, this is going to be a very exciting time. Uh, but the other part of me is saying, like, damn, like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, mm. it's almost like damn like this is kind of crazy bro because this is such a weird ass like analogy to this or like comparison to this but yeah i would almost consider it like the first time like the the dynasties of the samurai like samurai legacy was all cut uh-huh. where it was like the first kid to tell his dad like dad i don't want to be a, like i don't want to be a shaolin or i don't want to be yeah. a, a samurai guy anymore i want to be this i want to do this and like the dad has to sit there and be like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, we grew on this shit, bro. And for you to come up to me and do this, yeah, that's crazy. And like for them to continuously have to go through their mind, go through their head, like, "Damn, like this is the way that things are gonna be now." Mm-hmm. I think I think of that when I think of how my parents kind of took of it, because I think like. I don't think there was a good way of taking it, you know? Like, as much as you saying, like, oh, man, I can't wait, especially them being here, like, for them to, like, blend in with all this culture, I think it only slowly started to now get to the point where they're starting to get happy about it, you know? Because they're starting to see that, you know, the kids are successful or the kids are, you know, doing doing well for, them, well, for themselves. But I think in the beginning... I don't think it was it was anything good. You know, I think it was one of those where they would go inside their room or they go in at night and they talk to each other and be like, you know, damn, is 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 there really going to be a positive to this, especially in our culture? You know, like and what I mean by that is is things that we're reciprocating as Vietnamese culture going to blend into the the world that these kids are living in now. See, I really like this cuz it's it's a, it's a it's a very interesting way to analyze things yeah and so in that same token how do you and just sort of like trying to group everything in together yeah for you individually right, right. i know each of your siblings probably had to go through this in some form or fashion how do you feel how do i want to frame this question how do you feel that how do you feel you presented your identity of being in your own individual mm. to your parents like how how did how do you feel that came about or yeah. is it an ongoing process was it was there a oh, moment yeah. where it was just yeah. like you know like yo this is who i am you're gonna have to no 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 yeah like yeah 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 most definitely most definitely i think and uh i hate to i hate to talk my own fucking you know, horn on this, to be honest with you, bro. But like, <laughs> I'm the greatest out. No, no, no. <laughs> I think when it comes to my parents and I, I truly, really, really like believe this, especially when it comes to my family is that I feel like I'm, I'm more or less one of the more open minded when it comes to what they look at. And mm. the only reason I say that is that I continue to try to challenge my parents. And that's the one thing that I continue to wish a lot of people to do is to challenge people. Challenge the idea Like challenge certain things That you would say is wrong Or certain things That you would say Isn't the way That it should be now mm. You know um, And I could I could I could kind of Throw you in a random example For example right Like In a lot of Old school culture You know The old school vibe Was the man used to work And the woman would provide Right They would cook right. Eat You know They would cook clean And all this right Right It was a time where my dad Came home from work And he was eating and my mom was serving out the food and like she forgot to get the um the bowls. Mm. So my dad sitting there and he's sitting right next to the thing, he tells my mom to go get the bowls. And I tell my dad, I'm like, hey, I know you work today, but the bowls are literally right there. Mm. And he was like, nah, I shouldn't have to get it. And I'm like, I'm like, that's crazy. 
I'm like, dad, you got to remember, like, you're living in 2000 and, like, fucking, I think it's like, 2015, 2016 at the time. I was like, dad, you're living in the now. Like, you can't represent what you were doing back then and say this is the way that you should be living now. Yeah. You know? So, I think certain things like that, even if they hate it, and I got, I'm sure that they do hate it. I'm sure my yeah. dad hates when I say stuff like that. But even things like that, I continue to try to, like, push to my parents and push to the, to the idea of my family. And it's because I want them to be as open-minded as possible because things continue to change so much. Right. The world is so crazy and it's so fast that one thing that you're saying now as like, man, this is the footprint or the foundation to the family. Mm-hmm. It could change just like that, bro. It could yeah. change literally just like that. On a, and you got, on a dime, bro. And you gotta be able to say that you're accustomed to that change by being able to say, hey, we're open. We're open to anything. Mm-hmm. and. I think the idea of, you know, like culture adaptation, right? Something that I was able to do really well, and I, f- I feel like in my own mind, and can't really like, you know, like you were saying, I can't really speak on that behalf of my family, but like mm-hmm. something that I really take in is that one, every religion is every religion is a different religion. Every religion deserves respect the same. You know, right. it's it's not something that you should be talking about. It's not something that you should always bring up. And it's the same thing with a lot of these, like, 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 uh, crazy things that you know will build tension, build suspense, you know? Yeah, so, uh, like, conflict points. Conflict points. Yeah. Conflict points. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like certain things like that I'm trying to take out of my, my, like, general scope because, yeah, there is an idea that you should talk about conflict points. But there is a right time and right place for all that. Right. I don't feel like you should do it while everyone's having a goddamn barbecue for a fucking two-year-old birthday and you're over <laughs> here talking about goddamn police brutality. And it's like, bro, like, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. But, bro, this is a birthday party. This is a good time. Like, there's a time and place for everything, you know? Yeah. And, like... Well, this is a, this is an interesting question. I mean, it's a good... Yeah. Like, side side question. Right. One-off. You're, in your personal opinion... Right, right, right. In regards to like discussing it with family, when is it a good time to bring it up? Mm. I think that's crazy, bro. I think the issue is an everlasting issue. I think it's one of those unless it continuously and it legit gets fixed in the society, it's something that you should continuously bring up. But, but then again, again like it your, goes back to that concept like you're saying, like, yeah, to your point, you don't, when is the time and place? So it's tough to me because, in my opinion, like. I'll give you an example, right? Mm-hmm. So, reason why I brought up police brutality is there was a story, there was this uh, situation we had this weekend where um, my fam was sitting, we're eating for fun Sunday, right? And mm-hmm. uh, one of the siblings brings up this uh, thing that happened this past weekend about one of the cops getting shot. Mm-hmm. Then they started going down the line about certain cops that just gotten shot recently. Mm-hmm. My brother is a cop, as you know, right? And like, his wife is there. And his wife tells us straight up, like, I don't like that you guys bring up this, this so much of this negativity or this, this idea of like all these cops can shot right now, right. like, it's scary because it's scaring her. Yeah, and it's crazy, bro, because like, I understand, and that's the idea that I was saying with, mm. like, every place deserves the right timing. Like, yeah, I could say in front of your significant other or her significant other, your family significant other, right. But if it's in a situation, especially when it, it, it concludes or includes a specific person within the family, I think there is a time and place for that, you know? I don't yeah. think it's an issue that you bring up, especially being in front of, like, a person like this, you know? Yeah. Or, like, having a military family and bringing up that a lot of people in military die. Yeah. Fuck, bro. Like, yeah. damn, yeah, we know that, but now you're ruining my mood. Now nah, I don't want to eat fuck, bro. Like, yeah. now you're ruining my day. Yeah. So, like... I, I, I think it's it's hard because especially when these and it comes to these issues bro mm-hmm. these issues should not be heart, like heart like heavy hearted and heavy like heavy minded issues mm-hmm. and it's stupid that these issues are so big but I'm glad that they're they're big now because they became conversations that we needed to bring up to the light right you know and not everyone's gonna agree with certain things like this not everyone's gonna agree with certain points like this but that's the reason why you have certain discussions or that's the reason why you have debates. Mm-hmm. It's that end of the day, man, when it comes to things, especially when it comes to things that require people to think and they become opinionated, 
you got to know that you got to just learn to accept the other side for what they believe in as well. You can't always think that you can change a person, you know? A person's opinion is so hard already. It's like it's like you saying that you judge a person already, right? Right. And you're asking me to think about that person again. Right. Like I want you to re rejudge them again. It's like, nah, yeah. I already I'm already judging them in my yeah, mind. It's 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 uh, like it's such an issue. It's you know? I, yeah, and it's it's an issue because it's like the biggest thing nowadays is and it's I feel like it's always been like this, but again, amplified just because of social media. I think right, it, right. it really comes down to people are trying to like you said change people's minds when people right. one innately do not want to change their mind why mm. because changing their mind means that they would have been wrong in the first place and as you know they know a lot of like fucking wrong. wrong especially in the public eye so if they're wrong in front of a person that's telling them they're wrong they're gonna get pissed and that's right, why right. you have the angry back and forth debates whereas more people should just approach it as i'm sharing this perspective to you do with this information what you will. Mm. I'm trying to give you a different perspective on things. Hopefully, this helps you form your your own updated trail opinions, of yeah. You know, but that was a good little side side uh, side piece. That was good. <laughs> um, I'm always but, gl- I'm always glad when I can be your side piece. Sir, hey, Jordan. buddy, you've been my side <laughs> piece, but you're always my main piece too. So. Hey now, <laughs> hey now, uh, Bucko. <laughs> We're getting close to your nah, nighttime, man. huh? Nah, man. So, um, no, nah, I mean, just yeah, tie yeah. back like into what we were talking about previously, and sort right. of what you were talking about there is like with your fuss Sundays and your family events and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, how do you how do you think? Hmm. I mean, growing up and being separated. I mean, ha- your whole family having to go their separate ways. How do you think that influenced you in terms of like? How you viewed things and how basically how it just affected you on your day to day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, I think it, I think it I think it changed my scope like dramatically, man. I think it I think it definitely made a lot of you know my my inner beliefs or my my inner ideas kind of come out. And the reason why I say that is that you know growing up you have this continuous flow of information you have this continuous flow of opinions come at you so when it comes to an issue where there isn't that 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 light anymore there isn't that help there isn't that quick little advice that can get you off anymore and you're required to think you're required to take your advice that you gotten from you know your sister or your brother back in third grade and actually reciprocate it to yourself now to use i think that kind of built my own character because as i separated i started taking their information or their opinions and started to really actually absorb it and then learn how to regulate it in my life, you know? Mm. And I think that couldn't have been done without me leaving or like me having that separation from my family, you know? I think like the idea of moving away, you know? Just even separating, just for a year, two years, a certain point in your life, just a small even chunk. That changes your whole general scope, your whole general idea of what your 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 family becomes to you, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it, it either happens in a good way or a bad way, you know? You can either say it as, oh, yeah, I didn't really miss my family, you know? There wasn't a lot of a, a change. Yeah. Or you could say, hey, man, like, I missed my family a fuckload, you know? And, yeah. like, it, it wasn't until I left that I started to realize the true values of what the family is. So I think, I think space definitely helped out with that, you know? I think separating... And understanding those many moments that I get a chance to get with them, mm-hmm. I need to like take as like written proof that this could be my moment to get more information from them. This could be my moment to like, like, I don't know, like kind of like rekindle certain things that I may have seen as challenging in my life and figuring out how I can change it into a positive light from, you know, looking at certain things that my family kind of grew up with. Because especially the, the, the best thing of, of having siblings are having this this unification of of so much people around you mm. is that you have people that have dealt with certain problems that you've had as well right so you have different ways to figure out how to you know like cope with that and and essentially be able to beat them you know mm. so yeah i would say i would say time definitely helped you know and um i'm sure you know you you being out there in arizona it, it, it definitely probably changed up your own general scope of how you seen your uh, your siblings as well because you know coming back seeing Kendall see you know like 
Nah, like, man, I'm always the same, bro. I don't change. <laughs> I'm ten toes down. See, Ty, see, see, pain out here, out, nah. out here getting shit now. It's like streets could never say I change. Uh, uh, like I'm looking at these kids. I don't even know these nah. kids, man. Psh, nah. Man, fuck these kids, nah. man. <laughs> glad you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it, mom, but hey, glad you said it. Glad uh, you said it. Nah, man, yeah. And then the perspective is, I feel like it's necessary for anybody that comes from like a big family, you know, because that separation really tells you a lot about yourself and how much your family has influenced you in a lot of different ways, whether it be for good or for bad. Mm. And then you also are able to identify what you really value from your family. That's in terms true. of like what you carry with you on your day to days and how you how how like I said how much of their influence is always with you. So I, I feel like it's a really big perspective. Um, and I mean, in saying that, like, what did, what did you find to be like some of the biggest struggles when you did have to separate? Yeah, no. Um, honestly, man, I think I think just that 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 tendency, you know, like like I was saying, kind of just kind of going back, like that that whole idea of just having someone so easily available there like it's like a quick hint in a video game you know like as you're playing a video game a a, a thing would come up an ad that would come up and say hey this is your way that you could do this right here this is a shortcut uh, to it yeah. i think having that like accessibility to someone that would be able to give you advice to be able to give you help that helped out mm. you know and i think that that was probably one of the biggest challenges is not having that but what also was i think a big challenge because of that, I guess, because I guess, you know, if you kind of just look at that and kind of du- like double over it, I guess one of the biggest challenges for me was not ever experiencing the world for what it is because I was so sheltered around these beliefs or these these opinions from my family, you know, mm-hmm. having like the ideas already kind of like blueprinted for you. So if this was to happen, this is your way to, to, to say it this out or if this is a problem, it. this is how you would deal with it. Right. Right. I think because of that, it made it so much more difficult that I didn't deal with certain issues until I started becoming an adult. Mm. And my my ideas of you becoming an adult, to be honest with you, is when you start having shit that your family can't pick up anymore. Ooh. That's when I feel like in your, like that's in, in my opinion of you being an adult. When you start telling your parents like, damn mom, like, you know, I, I bought this, I bought this fucking car, for example, or I bought this phone, for example. Mm. So now I'm paying monthly for the phone. And your mom and dad saying, well, you want to be an adult, right? You start paying for this shit. There you go. That right there is boom. That should be your indicator. Hey, I got to start being an adult. This is my my way of showing to people right now and also showing to myself that I can be an adult. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think a lot of it was taught specifically from, like, me learning it. You know? Like, so I guess, like, the lessons, especially with those, those issues weren't really taught until I kind of got out of it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of got out of like the whole inner shell, the whole inner focus and beliefs that my family kind of had. So, I yeah, I think I think something big, especially when it comes to a lot of the youth and kind of coming into it, like what I'd recommend to a lot of them is, you know, stay stay like attentive, you know, like understand everything that's happening around you, understanding like the whole scope of certain things before you jump into it. Like, if we're going to stay on phones, understand what it means to purchase a phone. Something as simple as that. Understand what it means to be under contract. Mm. You know, understand what it means to, like, the ins and outs of the contracts. Like, how you can literally get stuck in something like that for years. Mm-hmm. That's a lesson that you could either be taught or that's a, that's a lesson that you got to go through. A bullshit that you kind of got to experience yourself before you learn it. So, All right. All right. All right. Yeah, and those are a lot of the things that you pick up, just like you said, being being away, being mm-hmm. separated. And so, transitioning into like where you are now, mm-hmm. and what you're trying to do with your life, like where's your life at right now? Like where, if you were able to give like a description and overview of yeah. your life, like where are you at mentally, physically, and I guess spiritually? Yeah, man. Uh, Physically, I'm at like 6'5", 255. <laughs> so, you know, you start linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers. They call me the young Mike Vic, man. Nah, nah, honestly, bro, I think like physically, physically right now, 
I, feel, I mean, in terms no, of no, no, like, no, I know, like, phys- yeah, I know, like in phys- the world, yeah, physically, are. right now in this in this kind of like atmosphere and this environment that I am, the only thing that I can honestly say, physically, mentally, all that good shit. I think the only thing that I can honestly say right now is that, like, especially from that conversation we had from, from before, and I regret that we didn't get a chance to record that as well as we could have. It's all good, man. But seeing from that to where I am now, I feel like I'm at peace, man, and like. Yeah. You're the only one that really would kind of see it, especially kind of experiencing that that cast with me. But, mm-hmm. like, going through that time, going through the motions of how hard and dark it was for me to say that I wasn't happy with where I was, to saying that I finally let go with where I was. Well, paint that picture for Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, to, to kind of, like, point it out to a lot of people out there, I was in a job that I wasn't quite satisfied with. And the reason why I wasn't happy with it was that I was going into a role that I felt like everyone else around me was creating for me. And what I mean by that is people telling you this is exactly what you should be in. This is what you should be doing. This is the way that you should be living. It's how you should be acting. And because of that, I felt like I created this general superhero in my mind. Like, this is who you should be. This is how you should, like, fabricate yourself to be. And as I continue to live, continue to, like, go through the days to weeks to months of this job, it made me realize, like, damn, I'm not happy with myself. And it was because partially I was getting at these goals that I was never going to be able to achieve. And it wasn't something that I was able to see because I continued to, like, do the day-to-day stuff. And and in my mind thinking, like, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. But in reality, like you said, it's only going through the day, daily day norms. Like, you're not going to get better. You're only doing shit you're hating. So, <clears throat> you know me, man. I had to, to kind of take on my big boy pants. Kind of just say, hey, man, like, this is the way that you want to do it now. Like, and I remember it was one of those things where, like, I woke up in the middle of the morning, like, in the middle of the night. It was a Saturday. And I remember I was like, fuck, dude, like, I'm so exhausted because I'm so used to waking up at five in the morning for, for the job. I was waking up at like four, three, four in the morning on Saturdays. And this is from a night of drinking. Yeah. You know, I'll go home at like 12 o'clock, one o'clock. I'm like, fuck, Man. what am I awake for, bro? It's three, four in the morning. I'm hammered still. Yeah. So I remember one thing that I did was I woke up, bro. I I went to the bathroom and just took a whole like bucket of fucking water bro and just poured it on my head and i sat there in the bathroom and i just thought about it i was like what is gonna make you get out of this slump what's gonna get you out of this peace like what's gonna get you to the idea of what peace is to you like to the idea of saying like you are happy and like one of the things that like like one of my uh one of my cousins kind of like pushed on me shouts out to mun by the way, if he ever listens, is one of the things that he kind of pushed to me was stop, stop pushing things. And, and and my girl actually shouts out to Kate, fucking a. But one of the things like that they kind of put push on me is stop going plural, as in stop connecting with everything and start singular, like sit, like start putting yourself as a singular like concept, like. Put everything in your mind as a one-person thing rather than saying, yeah, I want to save the world. Yeah, I want to do this. Yeah, I want to own a business. Yeah, yeah I want to be rich and successful. Yeah, I want to be a million, you know, I want to have a million dollars. Yeah. Understand how the fuck you get there. Right. Understand, like, the idea of, like, yeah, I want to have a bunch of different things. Yeah. But is my happiness going to be, like, worth the sacrifice for it? Is my, you know, my joy for waking up going to be the sacrifice for it? And is it worth the sacrifice at the end of the day? And I think the thing that kind of got to me that day was when I started to realize, no, I'm not. Like, what I'm doing right now is not going to be what I'm going to do in in, the, in five years, in ten years. Mm-hmm. And, like, one thing that continuously got to me was I can't put myself, I can't continue to put myself in a situation that I know I'm not going to be satisfied with. Mm-hmm. That's a, hey, that's a big little thing that I would I point out to the, to the listeners out there too, bro. Like, that's a big major key, bro. Like... Don't put yourself in a situation you're not you're not going to be happy with. That is it doesn't matter if it's a relationship, don't matter if the fucking the dick's good, the pussy's good, it don't matter any of that shit, bro. When it comes to a relationship, if you're not happy, don't put yourself in it. When it comes to a job, don't matter if the money's good. Right. The money's good, but you're not happy, you're never going to be happy. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. if you're going to be one of those people that are always satisfied with money, 
you're never gonna be satisfied with life because you're gonna continue to chase chase that high. I wanna get more money. How do I get more money? I wanna keep I wanna get wherever I can to get more money. You're never gonna be happy with yourself. When it comes to to being in a relationship, if you're just gonna continue chasing, well, this person, you don't make me happy, but they're cute. Or it don't it don't it don't do this, right. but they do this for me. Right. You're not gonna be happy with yourself ever. So end of the day, I think like just kind of like sticking it back up that was the concept that i kind of woke up to was that i'm not going to be happy doing this shit in five years so why the fuck am i going to do this shit to myself now right so i remember in that single single weekend to that monday i ended up just saying hey you know what boss i i can't do it man i'm gonna put in my one week you know i'm gonna I'm bite the bullet on it i know i know it's gonna be a crazy situation i know how how, how crazy life is especially when it comes to things when you make rash decisions, but sometimes rash decision, decisions turn out to be like the golden opportunities the for you, decision. right? Yeah. I have this quote, actually, um, that I would love to kind of bring up, because yeah, this is ahead. probably the perfect time to say. Of course, man. Uh, is it a, uh, uh, two pairs don't make a cat on a Thursday when the Wednesday afternoon is the hottest day of the week? Holy shit. That one really How did you fucking that, do I mean, that, that one? one just, it was, it was... I remember uh, uh, a sailor used to tell that to me, and that was before they set off for uh, Antarctica. <laughs> and that was, that, that's when I really knew the peaches didn't grow on trees. And plum, the, the, the plum, and <laughs> the plums are a lot bigger than it seems over here in Nebraska, is it? Man, when you're talking about <laughs> peanuts and plums, the chicken always hatches the elephant. <laughs> and that's a green grinder moment. That right there is the old greater grind, huh? Damn, uh, let me see if I can find it. I don't think I can find it right here, Brody. But long story short, if I was to give you kind of like a, a general um, concept behind it, it was basically saying like your your next happiness that you'll have mm-hmm. is uh, or. Your first day of happiness, your first day at a happiness at a job is the last day that you you leave that job that you have. It's kind of weird. It's oh god, I wish I can kind of like bring it up. Mm. But it's it long story short, the concept around it is that like the day that you'll find joy in what you'll do is the day that you leave the job that you're not happy in. Mm. You know? Right. Cuz you'll never find that happy and pure joy in a in in a job that you'll you'll do unless you go out and find it. You're never going to want to go out and find it unless you say that you're you're not happy with where you're at. Right. You know. Right. So I think I think that general concept kind of stuck with me because as soon as I heard that bro, I was like, "Yo, I'm not fucking happy with where I'm at." Mm. You know, and I got to get myself out of this because if there's one thing that I learned, there's one thing that I I continue to emphasize, it's mental health. And I feel like it's such a powerful and, and dominant force because being physically sore, working out, for example, going to the gym, being physically sore the next morning, yeah, you're sore, yeah, you're tired, but you bet your ass you're gonna still be able to walk, right? You bet your ass you're still gonna be able to get up and do the shit that you gotta do. Right. Being mentally weak, being mentally sore, bro, you're not happy with anything. Yeah. You're never gonna get up. You're depressed, like when you're depressed, bro, to me, I feel like the idea of depression, it weighs so much more on your shoulders than like a thousand pounds. Well, con- conceptually, you know, yeah. but like, yeah. you know, still like saying that you are purely depressed, you're never going to be able to get up from it. You're never going to be able to say that like, okay, I, I can like, like get myself out of it, you know? Mm. So yeah, man, I think, I think in terms of Painting the picture, I mean that this is a very long Picasso art, but uh, I think I think I think kind of to paint the picture in it in itself. Uh, you know, I'm at peace, man. Like I'm I'm happy with I'm happy with being on the road, kind of kind of being hungry, trying to go out and pursue something else right now. But I'm also kind of at peace with knowing that like I'm happy with my decision and confident within my decision. Like I'm not. I'm not one of those at this point in myself where I could say, fuck, dude, why the fuck did I do that? Right. Because at, at this point in time, I'm like, wow, you did that. Right. I think I think a lot of it is like, uh, 
it's it's an ownership thing, mm-hmm. and it feels like you own yourself again. Yeah, man. You know, instead of being like owned by outside influences or Three. outside factors, it's right. like I I've, I've reclaimed myself. You know, and when you have when you have that feeling, I feel like it's it's one of the most powerful feelings you can have, especially as a young adult or an adult at any stage in your life. You know, when you or any stage in your life, if you feel like you can claim yourself, reclaim yourself, or own yourself and who you are and what you're doing and what you're all about, right. then you're in a hell of a place because a lot of people a lot of people feel controlled by just things that are out of their control or. Right. Whether there are things in their life that they can control, right. you know. So I think I think one of the greatest lessons that I was ever, you know, um, taught, and, and I'm not I'm not I'm not one to say that I've learned a lot of these lessons, and, and I'm actually still doing everything that I can to make sure that I'm I'm proving this as a lesson to myself. So I want the people to listen out there, like I'm dropping gems to y'all, but no, these are shit that I'm still working on on myself. You know they're, what I mean? They're rough drafts. They're rough drafts. Yeah. They're cl- they're clearly concepts that still need that that all grit and grind. Yeah. But I think one of those concepts is like just the idea of like making decisions now that will like lo and behold make yourself better in the future. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think like just the concept of saying like I'm willing to work I'm willing to do things to make myself better mm-hmm. and like actually pushing yourself off like I, I imagine it as like like a person jump on off, jumping off of a um, like like what you gonna call those fucking shit that divers jump off of in, in the swim pool? You know what I'm oh, talking about? Oh, you talking about like a cliff jumper? Like a cliff jumper, even yeah. a cliff jumper. Like I, I I imagine people jumping off a cliff, right? When you jump. You're scared shitless. I don't give a fuck who anyone says. Yeah, man, I get hard when I jump off a fucking plane. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what you say, man. When you jump off a shit like that, bet money, you scared shitless, right? Yeah. Like, you got to imagine right away, like, your, your shit's not going to work, time. right? Yeah, at least the first time. So, I think when it comes to that, like, I think, like, of the same way of a person saying they want to finally do something that they want to do. It's, it's almost like you're jumping off a cliff Because you never know what the fuck's gonna happen, right? right. That first jump That first second you're, you're like all your adrenaline's pumping Your whole sensations in your body's all tingling mm-hmm. Right? But as you're going down You start to like Like either de-stress yourself Or like intensify that stress but once you get to that point where it, it's, it's like an equilibrium and in, in this point it's touching the water or touching the floor, you find yourself finally at like that point where it's like, dude, like I'm comfortable. Like I am, I am happy with where I'm at. I'm, and I can, I would consider that as the, the decision, you know, making a decision that you would understand as that being the right decision for the rest of your life right. and figuring out how I can essentially take this and gratify it to that next like step in my future you know yeah. yeah so i think i think that's a concept that that uh, you know i try to i definitely try to reciprocate as much as i can is that you know not every decision is a bad decision but make sure that your decisions are are the right ones you know and they, they'll push you forward rather than you know back i guess yeah, yeah. i mean even if they push you back you know you, it's it's a process, bro. Yeah. That's the yeah. crazy thing about life, man. It's, it's, a, it's a whole process, and it's wild how, um, in a lot of cases, you'll go backwards to go forwards. Mm. In reality, you were going forwards the entire time, but in your mind, you ain't that something. Thinking, damn, I'm going backwards. So yeah. it's always. I mean, it's it's like I said, man. Life is life is crazy. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> life, but life yeah, man, crazy, just to go man. full circle with this whole thing. And yeah. Like really put a bow on it because mm. I mean we've been flowing for a minute um, is looking forward like your outlook going forward right. obviously you're in a much better place in terms of like your mind where, or... you, where you see your path right 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 where you right. see your path going forward right um, so in that same token like where do you what 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 is what does the future look like for you mm. what does the future look like for TNFIN I think the the the, the future looks you know, very bright, man. I think I think that's one thing that I, I I try to center myself as much as I can is that no matter what, even through the hell of shit, man, there there always has to be that bright picture out there. And I'm not even like clear like like clear cut putting 
you know, sprinkles and, and pretty shit into it. Like, I just mean, like, in legitness, like, I could see it's like just the brightness in my future, man. And I mean, I, I think that's the only thing, you know, kind of just looking into the future, I only see, you know, positives. And even, like you said, even even with the negatives, even with those things that, that push you back, you know, you can still take those things as, as positive reinforcement that, you know, the next decision you do or the next thing that you do, it's going to be, you know, that whole a lot better. It's going to it's going to push you a whole lot bigger and, and, and further up. So, right. You know, I, I, I see a lot of positive. But so with that, and mm-hmm. I'm going to switch this up just a little bit from what I usually do. Where do you uh, in terms of like how you view the future? Mm-hmm. I know for a lot of people, it's, uh, I mean, for anybody, really, it's scary to think about um, where you are and where you're going or where you hope to be and trying to add that up with how you're going to get there. So, I mean, in terms of like all that you were saying about making decisions and having confidence in your decisions, how do you personally, how do you trust in yourself to know that you are making the best possible decision for yourself Mm. that's crazy man that is actually crazy and the only reason why i say that jay is because (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna bring up i'm gonna bring up my girl for this because my girl says this thing she says this thing and it's actually kind of funny bro is she says how the fuck do you say stuff with so much confidence, even even when it's wrong? And <laughs> I guess that's gonna push away from that concept that you're saying there, bro. But hey, man, even when I'm wrong, I'm right, baby. I think it rolls right in. You know what I mean? Even when I'm wrong, I'm right. That's all I'm gonna say is that how do I how do I make these decisions with confidence? Shit, man, how do you make any decision, bro? Like, you got to have confidence in it, you know? I feel like when you fickle in or when you, like, you're like, uh, I don't know if this is the right move or I don't know if this is going to give me the the next the next big thing. Like, fuck, bro, what's what's the life of chances if you don't take them, you know? So I think, I think uh, especially when it comes to my decisions, is that it's not that I feel like every decision I make is, is the right one, but it's that I, I green light all decisions because I know that, Regardless if it's whether it's a good one or a bad one, it's gonna be that decision that's gonna take me to that next point. Mm-hmm. Regardless if it's a good con- a consequence or a bad consequence, so, you know. So you you view it more as no matter what decision you make, as long as you feel confident in it in any sort of way, it's progress. I think as yeah, a hundred percent, bro. So like I I think I think as long as and that's not to say that it does and it affects other people. When it affects other people. I'm going to think about it through, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, obviously you're going to take the general approach to it. You want to make sure that everything is accounted for, especially when it comes to that. But I think when it comes to a decision, when it comes on me and just me by myself, no bed, no pillowcase, just one, all pillows, no blankets. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, I think when it comes to that decision, bro, it's, it's, it's one of those where I just say, fuck it, man. Like I just, I just do it. Like, I, and, and I hope that. Like, in the end, those decisions come out right, you know? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think a lot of that goes into a trust factor that you have within yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people, what hinders them from making decisions is their inability to trust themselves. I agree. Because I, like, I, I feel like with your perspective and, I mean, anybody's perspective, I'm not here to knock how anybody views or makes their decisions. Right, right. But I feel like with that perspective... It's a solid. It's a it's a really good one to have because I mean, regardless, as long as you view every decision you make, um, that stems from your own sense of confidence, however much confidence you want to put in towards it, as long as you view it as progress, that means you're banking on yourself to always be ready for whatever that next step is. Yeah. And as long as you can believe that you're ready for that next step, no matter where it takes you physically mentally and just as a person that mm. you're able to weather any storm then i mean by all means what why does it hurt to be confident in any decision right made, right you know? right right and i think i think that's i think that's kind of one of those those big big time i think big time motions or big time concepts that i want to continue to reciprocate to my kids or i want to continue to reciprocate to the people out there too mm. is that if you make a decision or to anyone that makes a decision out there, just make sure it's the best decision for you. I mean, in all honesty, you know, like if you feel like if you feel like you legit can't take like 
if you can't take that confidence within yourself, I think you need to reanalyze everything that you're doing at that one point right now and try to figure out what I'm doing wrong and how do I shape myself so that I can feel more confident within myself, you know? Because I think that everyone, especially out there, everyone that's living out there, anyone that's maybe listening or anyone that isn't even listening, I think they should be able to make their own decisions, but it's so hard because a lot of the time, and it, and, I, and, and you know, a lot of this circles back to those concepts we kind of began with, but a lot of the time, I think it does come to the decisions that you're kind of brought on to by your, you know, by your peers or by your family, by the people that are around you. Right. And because of that, a lot of people, when they do have to make these decisions, they don't know what to do, you know? Right. Like, right. Cause their identity was shaped. Cause their identity life. was completely shaped for them. So when it comes to understanding that, like, like not every day is going to be a good day. Most of these people aren't going to learn that shit until they actually had to see it for themselves. And that's why a lot of people say they hate talking to people now or they hate people. Mm. It's because they start to realize that finally, but they lo- they realize it the hard way. Mm. And that's the one thing, dude. Like, I think a lot of the time people sugarcoat things. They sprinkle shit on people, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, the only thing is you doing that, it's only going to disrupt their way of learning, their way of processing, like, like the day-to-day society. Cause it's not honest. Cause it's not honest. Yeah. You know, it's, like it's half, half. I'll bring out. I'll bring out my sister for example recently. Right. And this is kind. Of, this is so random for us to kind of, <laughs> kind of spread out into this. But I I bring up my sister for example on this right where she says something where she's like, I don't like that a lot of people talk to my little uh, to 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 my son Calix, so my little nephew. She's like, I don't like a lot of people that talk to Calix because, you know, they baby him. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? This kid's a baby. Like, <laughs> I would baby him. Yeah. But then when I started thinking about it, I thought, oh, okay, so she doesn't want kids to be like, oh, hey, Calix. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like you change up your voice. Yeah. You start talking to him like a baby. Yeah. She wants the us to talk to him as a peer. Right. And when I started thinking about that more and more, the reason why I like that so much was that, damn, it actually made me think that, like, she's really looking out for him in the future. Mm-hmm. She's only she's only thinking if I teach him how to, you know, if I teach him or if I instruct him as like an older elder or like and as an adult, they'll start to realize that like the information that they're learning even as a child is something that's going to be reciprocated to them as they are growing up in the future, you know? So, like, they're not looking at things as baby concepts. And I know that's a hard one because a lot of people, I mean, it's just hard, bro. You see a little kid, of course, you're going to start talking to him like a little-ass kid, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's like, bro, like, you know, you sometimes you got to gotta change up their whole kind of, like, communication process on them. Again, I think it goes back to, like, you were saying at the mm-hmm. very beginning of all this. It's a matter of just changing the old guard yeah. to the new. Yeah. You know? I mean, a lot of the concepts that we have for even shit we do in society on a regular basis, like it, it's outdated for a lot of people. Right. And depending on your situation, you should be able to reevaluate that and address it how you want to. So, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. And, I mean, just to, to put a, a one big-ass bow on this thing, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt like this was fucking I, fantastic. No, I feel like this was great because yeah. I feel like this is as authentic as it gets in terms of like the conversations we actually have. <laughs> right, uh, right. But yeah, just to put like a, a big, big yeah. bow on this, man. Like, what, what would you say? Um, I mean, as as your parting piece to just pretty yeah. much anybody that's been listening to anyone that's out there. Um, I would say as kind of a wrap up, you know, to. to to, to anyone that might be listening to out there um, Kind of just like a loop to this Because I, I know a lot of this Especially if you don't really know me or Jay You, you probably won't really understand A lot of the, the communication that we have Around how we talk I mean sometimes we branch into certain You know concepts And we start branching into to, to larger discussions But I think just in that That single idea alone um, To reciprocate it to, to the people out there I think one thing that I would find very vital is just be very connected, you know, be very close to the people that you have that are very close to you, you know, to the to to the family that you would consider very great family, you know, make sure that you're very you're you're very, very attached to them. 
Um, but also to your good friends out there, you know, like I, I talk about you all the time, Jay. I mean, I'm sure you already know that, bro, but like, you yeah, know, you're like you're shit half the time. Yeah, but. fuck this guy. <laughs> Honestly, man, I like half the time, bro. Like, no, no, half the time, no. more like 80% of the time. What you talking about? No, 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 bro. Like, I mean, I even said this in, 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 in our, in our back in the day one, but like, like doing these podcasts or doing these interviews, bro, it's such a very, very big and strong, uh, Move, you know what I mean? Like it creates such a an, an open conversation for a lot of people, and allows a lot of people to like really reanalyze certain things that they find very treasurable or very, very big for them. And I think for me, man, it's it's definitely finding that connection to my to my family, finding that great connection to my friends. Because I'm I'm very blessed to say that I still I'm still really good friends with you, being connected to your family. You know, I'm still very close to a few of my 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 good friends out there, but like. That concept in itself is so challenging and it's only gonna get harder, you know, as the world gets 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 bigger. Right. The world's small, don't get me wrong, Earth is small, but with technology it only makes us further apart. Mm -hmm. So just remember like the concept in itself, be close to your family, be close to your friends. Understand how powerful mental health is if you need one of those days. That's why they give you those days now, bro. Like an excuse for, for work now is mental health. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. So understand yeah. that, you know, like, mm. I think that's so powerful, man. Like, understand that your your strength in 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 your own work, in your own, like, justice to yourself and understanding that, understand that you won't be able to do things correctly unless your mind is at the best that it could possibly be. So mm. be as powerful as you can when it comes to strengthening, you know, every single decision you do. And if it, if it comes to you having to branch away from what you're doing right now, understand that sacrifice will be sweeter, you know? Like, just because, like, like monetarily, you know, you're not going to get what you're getting, just know, like, like at the end, emotionally, it's going to be a lot better for you. So I think mental health, being connected to your, you know, your friends and family and just having an open mind, bro, I think that's the last, the last thing I would kind of bring out to them. Just be open-minded, man. Just know that the... The, that there are so many opinions out there know that you got you can definitely accept the ones that you want and the ones that you don't want take all the the, the negatives and turn them into positives in some some lighter form you know and yeah man just just kind of be open man be open to the to to the people out there I feel that bro I feel that man and I again this is just the whole reason I do these things is just for I like sharing different perspectives right. with the world without trying to like impose my own perspective right right you know so it's i i cannot thank you enough for doing this man no i appreciate you Obvi Jay, for obviously real. this was a perspective I on everything to be shared yeah needs. i feel like every story i've shared so far every person's interview i've shared so far needs to be heard but yours also I, pr I appreciate that. So, that. No, a lot, Jay. For means, real, man. Thank you for doing this. For real, man. Um, I, I can't thank you enough, man. No, it's a privilege, man. Like, I, I say it every single time, bro. Like, it's a privilege to be on a platform where you're able to communicate like this. I, I don't know. In my opinion, I think it is, man. And I'm, I'm blessed to be able to have a friend that does this on, on a day-to-day, -day, man. And I'm blessed to be able to get into it, so... Hey man, be uh, be excited. Hey hey, y'all don't y'all don't see this man, but as this I, guy's giving me the old herky jerky right as now. I, as I tear up, but <laughs> I, will, I will thank you, man. That, I appreciate I'll, I'll just you, let bro. That be the send -off I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, my guy. Thank you, thank you, and thank you to the people out there, man. One love, man.